welcome. This is Chris and Rick Talk Guitars. That's Chris over there. Hello. And I'm Rick. And we're going to talk today about the ones that got away. Ooh. Yeah, it's sad. Um, we kind of covered some of these pieces of gear before, but um, for me, I'll start it off. Um, there's a couple that I really wish I still had. One is that late 70s Flying V. I wish you still had yeah, that, too. Which is black with a white card. Because I would borrow it. Yeah, <laughs> you'd steal it. And uh, I wish I still had that thing. It was my, I was a bonehead. It was a trade and it's got long gone, but um, there's that. And then my Marshall half stack, 100 watt JMP, uh, late 70s, which I wish I still had. It's more amp than I'd ever need or use, but it's just cool to have it. You know, it's like this freaking piece of furniture that, you know, I wish I still had. Kind of. I mean, my house is small, but I'd, I'd put it somewhere. You it's find just, a spot yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so I'd say those two pieces of gear for me are the ones I miss the most and I wish I had not gotten rid of them. I just wish I'd kept them because they're just, as we know, they're like the V's go for like four grand or more right, or six right. grand for that. And then the the Marshalls are kind of similar. The JMPs, I never, I don't see a lot of those for sale. I don't either. But um, a, a lot of people dig the 50 waters, I think, more than the 100 waters. Mine was 100 water, but it right. was just a cool, it's, it's a, a quintessential rock and roll amp, right? It's like it, it 100 is. watt Marshall half stack. Right. You know. Anyway, Chris, talk about some of the ones that you. No, well, first let me ask you a question. Oh, wait, uh, okay, fine. When I'm listening to you talk about those things that got away, my question is this: What the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> I, th- I think you that talked is a about great question. You, I think you talked about the. Do you remember specifically the event that led to that going away? Uh, Your Honor, uh, I would like that to was the one. Oh wait, the wait, wait! I think I know this. Is yeah, that well, the one you traded for the acoustic, yes. shitty acoustic guitar? Yes. All right. Well, yeah. You're gonna. What the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> I like I the only thing I can attribute to was was a, a drug haze that that lasted you know a couple of years and uh, yeah. yeah it was a bad trade and it was dumb and that's exactly what happened I just traded this guy because I didn't have an acoustic and he wanted to borrow an electric and I said yeah let's do it and then ultimately you know I got rid of the acoustic and he kept the V and got rid of that and I wish I still had it and then uh, oh he got rid of the V yeah the, he did oh, yeah man. so it's out there somewhere you hey. should track it down. <laughs> I don't have the serial number or any of that stuff. I wish yeah. I did, but that's before like I I knew. You know what I mean? Like right. I, wasn't, they were I was just I like didn't write things carved on the back of the guitar. Exactly. I didn't know shit. <laughs> like, what are these numbers? <laughs> um, and the Marshall was just cool. It was that kind of salt and pepper. Uh, oh, that's cloth. totally cool. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I like the uh, preamp. Marshalls that that those JMPs. I just think they're super cool because I like kind of like you use your tube screamer. I use the preamp. I never ran it like super hot, but I'd run it where I got a little bit of grit on the amp. So it was that was my bass sound. And then if I wanted more, I would dig in or would do whatever. But right, it was a killer amp. I mean, I used it a lot. And All right. it, yeah, it's a classic yeah. amp. I I have don't have much experience with the hundred waters, but I it would was cool. I would definitely give one a. Yeah, give one a whirl. Yeah, a lot of people told me to turn down a lot. Yeah, which was... I think everybody that <laughs> played in the seventies and eighties heard that a lot. Exactly, and that's what you did as a you know. It's like well, this, then... well there's more room on the volume to go up. <laughs> it goes to eleven. Yeah. yeah. Well, what are are there some pieces of gear that you wish you still had? You know what? I for the most part hang on to shit pretty well. Yeah, and you're a smart man. There was one particular guitar that you know, as we said in another episode, I went back and got. It was yeah. my Gibson the Paul 1979. That was one that I I missed for years. I mean, I got rid of it, and you know, just thought about it all the time. And you know, the the older I got, the more I thought about it, 
And um, finally, I just had to go out and get one, so I got one. Um, the only other guitar that I think I kind of miss was I had a super cool um, late 50s harmony, like top-of-the-line harmony archtop with two like P90-style pickups. It was like the, the silver like P90 flavored. Yeah, I think I Gibson think I even uses some about, of these yeah. pickups too. Um, that it was just a really cool guitar. It was kind of a basket case when I got it, and I kind of brought it back, and it was super cool. And I got rid of that, and to get my Telecaster, which I mean, I I, I love the Telecaster, so it was okay. But that's the only one I think that you know I kind of said, kind of think that wow, I wish I kind of still had that. Well, but. didn't you have a cool old, old amp too that when you were younger that you t- got rid of or traded like a Fender? Basement yeah, or, I traded. I traded. I did a pretty poor trade for um, a Yamaha Solid State amp once, a Fender amp for that. But yeah, you know that. I have a question, Chris. What the fuck were you thinking? Exactly, I wasn't at that time. No, I was thinking like, well, you know, look at this. Here's a um, a two twelve Yamaha amp. It's like the club amp, and I'm playing in all these bars, and you know, I don't have to make two trips. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking, but it was. It was bullshit. Very early on, bullshit. Are there pedals that you wish you had at all? Or let's see. Um, I wish I still no, had my. You know, rats. I've I've actually yes and no because I mean I I have a fondness you know just for pedals that I like my first overdrive pedal which was a you know it was a distortion pedal distortion plus so I just got one right. I had, like a couple of years ago <laughs> I just went on eBay and got one the same with my um, yellow. OD250, that was a pedal I had as a kid, and I really liked, uh-huh. you know, my memory from memory. So I got that. So I really highly recommend you get on that fucking internet and go find that black. <laughs> I think, I, well, you keep sending the, me links I'm to I'm going cool to until these. you get one. I'm probably going to get one. I'm, I'm, I'll break down and get one. Because I do. I jones for one of those damn things. And you've sent me some cool ones, too. So Yeah, I um, like I said, I hang on to stuff. I've gotten rid of, I mean, I have... I could do an episode on things I couldn't have gotten rid of fast enough. I had a Stratocaster like that that I hung on to for a long time. That was the shittiest Stratocaster ever yeah. made. I, you know, usually when stuff is gone, it's like good riddance. Yeah, we'll do one on the stuff that we're glad we got rid of. Yeah. I have a Strat that I should have got rid of it before I got it. That's how <laughs> bad it was. Yeah, I yeah. There's a Strat in. Oh, ice. you know what? I think I kind of after talking about it a little bit. Um, I, I owned a very late 70s Ibanez Iceman oh, yeah. Sunburst. Yeah. That was a really nice guitar. That would be cool to have. And it's, it's kind of valuable now. And um, I got rid of that. But you know what? If I'm 100% honest, I don't miss it. I really Not really? like that other guitar. Are not like you know. Those are cool guitars, and Iceman of that era is like the real deal. Right. Yeah. Someone if says, "Why don't you miss that more?" I mean, I would understand, but (laughs) I don't. I mean, I can't. I'm trying to make right now for this episode. I'm trying to make myself miss (laughs) that guitar more. Oh my gosh! But I can't. I mean, it was cool. It was great. About it. I I mean, I'm much happier having my the Paul back, which I sold to get that. So well, and that's a cool guitar. The the Paul is a that is a cool guitar. I mean. It's cool. It's not for everybody. Um, some people look at it and they go, mm. "Oh, they're but, idiots." You know, I mean, I have a special bond with it. Yeah. You know, it's my childhood. It's I, wrapped up in those six strings. It, ooh, wow! You like that? Do you have a string quiver, by the way? No, I don't have a string quiver. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Right. Um, I was going to say, there's a rat pedal from the '80s that I wish I still had. Frickin' cool pedal. Was uh, it the small box? Or yeah, the big it was one? the small box. Okay, yeah, yeah. Those are those go for a lot of dough. And it was super cool, man. And yeah. those things, yeah, there's not much to them. They're just a, they're funky pedals, but I totally dug it. It got a great overdrive sound. It yeah. was warm. It was 
gritty and yeah, I wish I still had that pedal, that specific pedal. It was cool. Yeah, those are very those are very desirable and they're, yeah. they're cool. Yeah, that's another circuit that they got it right with that. I like what they did with that one. I have the um, a '90s reissue of the Big Box. Oh, cool! And that sounds it sounds really cool. I use you it know quite what, a bit. My, how big is the? Uh, is it like that big? Hang on. Why don't Rick. you grab it? Because you know what? Now that go I'm thinking about it, <laughs> he's going into the vault. The cover, the people. Vault. All right, here we go. Right here. That's what I had. That's okay, what I had. So that's yeah. the okay, Rick that's had the big the box. Big box. Not the little box. The Kalamazoo, big box. Michigan. That Cali. I used to live by. Kalamazoo, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I had, and that was a great freaking pedal. It was awesome. Yeah, what other? You know, I had a um, a very early um, roto phase, Ooh. like the orange Ibanez roto yeah. phase that had like a one on it and just said roto yeah. phase. That was my first pedal ever. Um, but you know what? Honestly, I don't think it was that great of a phaser sound wise. Yeah. It was a cool pedal, and those are collectible now. Well, see, now that you mentioned that, we talked about the wedge phaser I had that I wish I had. Oh, yeah, that was the, the Maestro. Maestro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with the balls. Yeah. 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 And it, they were, it was cool. But, I mean, it was as big as a freaking house, but right. it was cool. No, I, I love that was all cool, that I wish bullshit. I, had I do, too. And now that, I mean, I'm going down all these things that I wish I still had. My first amp was a Fender Champ. A seventies cool. Fender Champ, yep. and I wish I still had that little thing. Yeah, I know. It's I have like, one. But who, you know, at the time... You know, you don't think that no. you're going to want to keep this and it's going to be... And it's not even that it's worth anything. It's just, I just wish I had it because it was that was a seminal moment in my guitar playing career. My right. dad brought it home. He, some dude at Boeing had one. And he goes, oh, my kid plays guitar. I'll take it. How much? You know, it's probably 20 bucks or something, <laughs> right. you know. Totally. And he brought it home. And I'm like, oh, you know, and of course... It's too small. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What am I supposed to do I wanted this? the Marshall. But right. now I'm like, that was a cool little amp, you know. I love the champ. Yeah. No, I mean, it just represents a part of your childhood. And that's why... I'm really delighted that you can still go on eBay and find like a 70s distortion plus yeah. for, you know, under a hundred bucks yeah. or whatever. And it's like, I'm going to yeah. collect that. I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's, this is, there's so much for me in this whole guitar playing game. Nostalgia is so tied up in this. Oh yeah. And I mean, and that's what I find enjoyment from. So if you look around, I just, I'm starting to surround myself with my childhood, <laughs> basically. But you use it. That's what's so great about it. Yeah. You can use it. And, it, you know, you can take it to your modern self and do things. And it's good to, like, to revisit this stuff after all these years and see how different your perception is of all this stuff. Like, exactly. I, you know, how I would use, if I was going to use a Distortion Plus... For, to get some kind of guitar track in a song, I would use it completely different than I did back then. Before, it was oh, just yeah. dime everything. Of course, and because you wanted that fucking rock sound, exactly. <laughs> right. Or like the Champ, right? I mean, at the time, I the only my mindset was on a Marshall, a big, right. big rock Loud. amp. But, but you know, now, it, like you're saying, it'd be cool to have that as a studio amp or whatever, or whatever, right. just to, yeah, for my own enjoyment. But yeah, I I, uh, I totally agree. It's uh, There's all this gear that from my childhood or my past that... Um, yeah, I have fond memories of for various reasons. And um, also, I'm just that, that kind of person that's like, if I, like, for instance, that V, like, that I, I was the first owner of that guitar. It was my right. guitar, right? One owner. And one owner. <laughs> and uh, there's something, I, I, I have this weird freaking OCD, not OCD, but some weird mental disorder that where I, I like, 
I, I, I would only want that guitar back. You know what I mean? Like right, that one, that I mean, one, that's yeah. the one I want, but I get that. I yeah. totally get that. I, I actually went on eBay like a couple years ago <laughs> to try to remember the name of the dude who I sold my the Paul to. That's to hilarious. See if on there to kind of reach out like, Hey Stan, hey, you, still got that, you, still- you still got that guitar. Remember me? I haven't talked to you in 20 years, but yeah, you want to sell that? No, I, have I a couldn't find order. him. I couldn't. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I couldn't find that dude, so I found this one. Yeah, but you found a great one. It's an awesome one. I'm trying to think of any other cool pedals. I didn't have many pedals. Um, I had, like, chorus pedal. I don't miss. Um, Well, the cool thing about Boss pedals that you and I always talk about is that they're fucking sturdy as hell. So I have have a Boss chorus from the 80s. Right. Is that one you used in the 80s? Yes. That's that's the one I used. It's the blue chorus CE2 or something. Right. And then I have a d- digital delay, a DD2 from the 80s, and they still work perfectly. Right. Like, perfectly. There's yeah. nothing wrong with them at yeah. all. And, I mean, you know, a meteor could come hit the Earth, and, you know, thousands of years from now, when um, Bitor and the Snow Dog and, and the guy goes into the space cave, right. he could find these pedals and tune his guitar. They still work. And yeah, the priest would still, still squash it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, I got like, you know, that Distortion Plus that I went and got, re- yeah. got rebought. That still works perfectly. Yeah. I have a Phase 45 from the same era. Works perfectly. Maybe so, it was yeah. before uh, built-in obsolescence started to kick yeah, in. You know no, what I mean? Uh, Pre-Dunlap. Pre-Dunlap. <laughs> Pre-Dunlap. Rest in peace. Oh, that's um, right. He just, yeah, he just Sorry, kicked. moment of silence. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. I kind of wish I had that Yamaha that we talk about. It was nothing special I, at all, I but, push you towards that one, too, because yeah. that is so reasonable right now, yeah. and it's a good yeah. guitar. It's, and it was uh, cool. You could get that for 300 bucks. Yeah. And for nothing more than that is pure nostalgia. That's right. pure nostalgia because the guitar itself isn't really all that at all. But uh, that's the guitar I played in the 80s a lot, along right. with my V and all that other stuff. And so it's got, you know, that place in my mind where I look back and go, ah, oh, that was a cool guitar. Yeah. It was useful. It was very useful. Right. Um, um, I'm trying to think of guitars. You know, my my very first semi-decent electric guitar was a, that... Um, Epiphone, and I just saw one come up for sale on Craigslist locally. It was the Epiphone ET270. Uh-huh. It was the one that Kurt Cobain used during oh, right. the Bleach era. Red Epiphone. And you put some dough into that one, I right? I put some dough into it, but I saw just saw one just like last week come up on Craigslist. I think it's on there right now, and I think it's like 400 bucks or Did something. Did it tempt you? No, not at all. Really? Yeah. You're like, I'm I mean, over I that still one. don't like that guitar. <laughs> Even though I had it for so long, it's just so thicky, plastic, yeah. plastic finish, and um, That's cool. It's decent. I mean, it's it's yeah. made in Japan. It's it's decent, but that see that doesn't. I don't regret that. Well, that's good. Um, I mean, I, a Guild guitar that I got rid of to get my Martin. We were we had a long relationship. I got a lot of songs out of it. Don't miss it. Okay. Um, sometimes you're just ready. Like you know, I like I, I was with that Guild. It's like I came to this point. You know, from like the mid '90s, me and this guitar established a relationship. Wrote like all these records worth of music together and did all this stuff. But maybe now it's time to find a new partner. <laughs> and um, well, that's kind of cool, it out. though. That's, I did that. So well, the Martin you got is freaking cool. I mean, that's yeah. a great guitar. That's like one it. you should never get rid of. I probably won't. I think that that's what it was. That was that stage and the next stage on the, all the, the way out. I'm going to use the all Martin. The you know, from here on out. Yeah, that's a great guitar. That's just a freaking cool guitar. That's all right. <laughs> well, speaking of ones that got away and then I got back is that um, Gibson J180. Everybody right, got this model. It was stolen. You. So I was at work and 
there's a parking garage across the street and I came out after my shift and windows broken, all this shit. And somebody had stolen my freaking guitar, like an idiot. I left it in the car and where you could see it. Um, but I thought it was long gone. I was like, that's gone. I already got, but I put out flyers and stuff and I got it back amazingly. And it was not destroyed or, or harmed in any way. But um, that was super lucky. And I'm glad right. I got that one back because I, I, I would have been cool bummed. Guitar. I got because it's insured and stuff. But that's such a cool guitar. It's just weird. It's, you know, it's just one of those weird, silly it's the guitars. Everly Brothers. It's the Everly yeah, Brothers. It's got black, the star inlays and the, those super tortoise. Cool. Yeah. Classic Gibson, you know. And it's, yeah, it's a Gibson tone. jumbo and it sounds awesome. Yeah. One thing I, I'd like to point out about that <laughs> is what happens. I'm on like a, a forum of the Seattle, you know, area, you know, music swap gear swap uh-huh. and one thing that always happens is people will it's a really good community for you know helping people get back stolen guitar but one thing that always happens <laughs> is that situation that you just mentioned someone will come on there come on there and say hey pl- could you please keep an eye out i left my gear in my car and somebody stole it and you know and everyone's like yeah it's totally this sucks we hate thieves we'll help you out but there's always at least <laughs> one person that says you know you really shouldn't leave your stuff in the car and i'm thinking like you know, can we not do that? I'm sure that's like the biggest lesson that came out of it for that person is they're not going to do that. Again. Exactly. So, I mean, at that this point, it's gone and piling on this person. How can I make this person feel even shittier? Yeah, you know, you shouldn't do that. You really shouldn't leave it in the car. Well, that's what the, this woman said at the at the pawn shop that had my stolen guitar that they knew was right. stolen when yeah. they bought it. You shouldn't have left it in your car. It's like, I know. You shouldn't but, have bought but, stolen exactly. goods. <laughs> You know, that, well, it just gets down to what you and I always say. People suck. So that's that's the general rule. They suck, but, but at the same time, if you follow these threads on this group, you'll see that a lot of people get no, a lot I of help. Yeah, there's it's lots of empathy community. out there. I mean, that's yeah, cool. No, I'm just saying. But you're I'm, right. There's always that person that's like, well, yeah. And, you know, and you may even think, because I think that sometimes, because I never, I mean, yeah. I'm the most annoying person to tour with, because <laughs> like when we're on tour, I'm like, you know, we're going into Denny's or something. I was like, yeah. you got to park where I can see the exactly. car, or I'm going to eat in the car, or like we're staying in a motel. I'm bringing every bit of gear in the house. I'm just annoying like that because I don't want to yeah. replace and it. And I'm usually like that. And and yeah, I, I'm the same way. When I play live now, I make I do several sweeps to make sure at the end of the night yeah. I've got all my crap, you know, yeah, because think, I've, yeah, yeah, the last thing I want is somebody to walk off with a good, that's the important stuff for me, the amps and guitars, the others, and, and pedals, I guess, but some well, of the other stuff I've left at gigs, but yeah, for me, I think the Tractor Tavern has at a least lot. 146 capos. Oh, he's right on capos. the mic stand, right where I left them. All right, oh, yeah, that's my capo. I spent so them. much money on capos that's back hilarious. in the, the, that era. Oh my gosh, never again because never. now you know I, I won't use a capo or I'll just put it in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, I could have bought. I could have bought you your um your um. Flying V back with all the money I Jesus, lost on capos. What are you thinking? I don't. I wasn't. That was obviously <laughs> it. I think we're not unlike a lot of other players who have stories of guitars and amps and things that we wish we still had. Or, I know um, the stories that I like, and it didn't mean to interrupt you, no. but it just just popped in my head was um, a, a Michigan person that I heard of from secondhand from their roommate. One of those classic tales where they were driving through, you know, northern Michigan up in the Upper Peninsula, and they spot a Telecaster out in a yard sale, you know, on a sunny oh afternoon. My gosh. They go over and pay like three hundred and fifty bucks for it, and it's like a fifties or sixties Telecaster. It. I love That's it. not the one that got away. That's the one that you got. That's it, but yeah. Those kind of like stories, they still crop up. I don't have it any longer, but um, 
a really sweet mint silver tone amplifier that I got, you know, for a hundred bucks on Craigslist. That still happens every once in a while. It's every like, once in a while, but you're right. When when I was younger, I remember that happening all the time, where some woman had had this guitar under the bed because her husband bought it and he died, and and twenty years later, it's this fifty something Strat or Tele. Right. But nowadays, even most people are like yeah. have an idea it, that this pe- out, right. this thing I have is worth some dough, right? But to your to your point, um, I was at, down at the guitar shop that we love, ECG Emerald City Guitars, um, and this old couple came in, and the they were, you know, kind of I think on hard times economically or something. So they brought in his old Gretsch guitar that he's he had since she bought it for him. Wow. When they were kids, and they were an old couple, and so they'd had it for years and years and years, and they they sold it to Jay, or they put it on consignment, and they were very emotional about it. He was emotional about it. They didn't want to sell it, but they thought, well, we need to do that. And sure enough, a few days later, they came back because they had second thoughts. Right? We don't want to sell it. Well, he'd already sold the guitar. Oh. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it's amazing how shouldn't have left it in the car. <laughs> But but I was going to say, it's so amazing, the emotional connection we have to this stuff. Yeah. And it's not like... And I'm, I'm sure people have emotional connections to other, you know... Golf clubs. Or... <laughs> <laughs> not golf clubs. No. But but musical instruments, for some reason, there's this this mystique and this this connection we make with them that is really strong. We bond with these that. things. Yes. Certain yeah. pieces of gear we bond with. And especially if it's something you've had for all your life... And then all of a sudden, I can totally relate to that. Like, and and the, when they left the shop, he was probably like, felt like I shouldn't do this, right? But right. they, you know, they felt compelled to do it. But oh my gosh, so that's when that they got away, and it's, it's sad it's because. Gone. And I think yeah. Jay felt bad too because it's like, right. she's, you know, like, because Jay is a super sweet guy, and right, he's right. like, yeah. So anyway, but that story came to mind of the one that got away. You know, no, I agree. I mean, I am not like a materialistic person at all. You know, I don't even right. know if I have a fucking car. <laughs> I don't I don't care really about stuff, but I do get attached to and sometimes you feel weird like it's like what am I this like hoarder like but it's not. It's like things come out of this stuff. Yes. You exactly. look at this stuff and it's like this is what I used to make art, you know what I mean? And you express yourself through these objects right. essentially. And yeah. it's and for me, it all—it's all about like you know the stuff that has a history too. I like old stuff. Yeah. I like to you know I like yeah. to think like where where is this amp been? Exactly. I mean? And once it's in in my care, it's it's gonna you know go only where I tell it. But you know like <laughs> it does. It has a history. I mean, being down at like a guitar shop or something. I listen to the stories. I mean, guitar. Yeah. I love stories about guitars. Like. You know, there'll be someone, a magazine or something will do a story about this guitar ended up here and here and here and here. Because it's like, they're like people almost, you know. They have stories. And that's a great point. And that's what I love about it, too, is opening up this case that smells like cigarettes and, you know, kind of new case smell and, and lacquer and all this other crap mixed together. And you just know that this guitar was working hard in clubs, wherever it was. And I love that. I totally love that. And, and uh that's again another really important part of these particular items right they they are tools of somebody's trade and they were in clubs they were in recording studios they were in people's homes and and people were expressing themselves through these objects um yeah and and that's what i love too is is just the stories that are hidden in all these cool right. pieces of gear you know yeah, if those guitars could talk, <laughs> they'd say change my fucking strings. It's been months. I actually do have to change those yeah. strings on some of those. Yeah, 
No, no, I, I hear you. I mean, and it goes down to like even pedals. I mean, totally. something as stupid as pedals. It's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sound like an idiot. But when I went on eBay and bought a MXR, 1979 MXR Distortion Plus was like my first a Christmas pedal pedal I got back in like 1979 That's for my so mom. Cool. I bought it on eBay several years ago. I fucking carried that thing around the house. Like while I worked, I just kind of look, to look at it and hold it. It's your security it blanket. Yeah, no, it's just, it's silly in a way. It's, you know. No, it's not it's silly. I totally you. relate to that. Yeah. I totally hear you. And and like you said, even pedals. I mean, I love the fact that like that chorus I talked about and the dis, dis, the uh, delay, they have still dirt and grime on them from the 80s. Right. Because I don't, I don't clean them or anything. So I can look at that pedal and go, yeah, that's grime and dirt from when I played clubs right. in Seattle in the 80s. And it's cool. It's cool to look at a piece of, especially if you still own it. That's why the ones that got away are, are, are bum, you know, bum me out sometimes because I right. wish I still had that V because I was the owner of that. I'm the one that wore the black paint off of that thing down right. to the mahogany because I played the damn thing so much. Just like pedals, you know, you can see that they're kind of rusted. The screws are rusted a little bit and, yeah. you know, beer there. Totally. And so, yeah. And again, like on amps, it's so cool to see like stains where you'd saw somebody put their beer or right. something like that or the grill cloth is fucked up in some way because yep. of right there on that yeah. Princeton there's a dent on exactly. the side where, where it tipped over so we're just and a couple it, of silly old I think uh, hoarders I, I think it's I, I think there's a lot of people like that though oh I mean, yeah that's what oh no that's why this industry is so big and that's why the vintage industry is so big is because right. they know that there is this emotional attachment we have to this gear. They know that right. there's a psychology to this. It's like, it's like muscle cars or anything that, that people really bond with and have this special attachment to from their earlier years, you know? Right. And I also have to remind myself that I, there, there are a lot of people like this, but there's, there's certain, there's certain points of interest within this because I'm sure there's people that are like way into like boutique stuff and new, what's the oh, new yeah. pedal? This yeah. new pedal is coming out. Oh, this totally. is great. And, and that's totally like, a valid, you know, view to hold and be into that. But I have, I don't have an ounce of that DNA in me. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like, like I got a Sweetwater catalog and it's just full. It's a 600 page catalog and it's like office furniture to me. I'm like, oh, you know, some of the recording stuff I can look at and that's cool. But I mean, I, I have no interest in that. I'm glad the boutique industry exists. And for if for no other reason yeah. why it makes this the vintage stuff more affordable, but I have no you know I don't want I want the old stuff. It's I, interesting that you said that because I was reading online this thread of, that people were talking about Gibson and um, the newer guitars and how like boomers people our age were like into the old Gibsons and all this other stuff. And he was some, saying something to the effect that it, oh it'll be great when the boomers die because then we won't have this you know, nostalgia for these old right. ridiculous guitars, but it's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. We're silly that way. But, um, yeah. And, and to your point, it's like, this guy's probably into newer gear and boutique gear and all this other crap. But Lee, you and I are into this old stuff that we grew up with. And well, the funny thing is that'll be his deal too. It's like he, when he gets older, he's going to remember the boutique pedal he bought, you know, the Klon. Right. No, and that's totally cool. I get that. But there is, there's nostalgia factor, the nostalgia factor, but there's also, the, um, and, and people are going to say this is a, like get off your yard, like old person talking to the old stuff. Those There's a reason why that course pedal and like my MXR pedal are still working today. And we'll see how this exactly. boutique stuff does down the road yeah. with the switches that they're that's available to, to boutique builders. Now, right. those old Carling switches that were in these 
will go forever. And sometimes in the sometime in the eighty, they switched. They went to Mexico uh-huh. and they moved all of the the um, machinery down there, but it, they ne- they didn't get it set up right. This is what I hear. Right. And so a lot of those switches, there's a high failure rate in those. The same with a lot of the boutique switches. There's there's like lots of switching problems, and like the boutique, a lot of the companies will handle this by saying, "Well, we give you a, a lifetime warranty <laughs> on this. It's worthless <laughs> exactly. when you're on stage on a three band bill. Exactly. I don't give a shit if you have give me two lifetime warranties. I just want the thing to fucking work. Yeah, they should sell like five switches with the thing right. because you know you'll have to swap them out. And you know, granted, it's probably it's probably fine. And the, and the, the amount of people that are into the boutique and, and fill their boards, we're talking like professionals. Right. Like go on YouTube sure. and watch these people. They all have the the boutique stuff, yeah. and they're professional touring. So it's probably fine. But just in my own limited experience, um, I pulled off anything that doesn't work, that's yeah. got flaky on stage, and it's all newer stuff, like yep. some electroharmonic stuff, and, you know... Well, yeah, I mean, that's a great point. I mean, a, a lot of the stuff that was built back then was built w- with care and with a, a mindset that, hey, we want to build something that's bulletproof and that will last a long time. And to your point, that it's going to last, it's not going to take a shit on a gig, you know, when I'm up on stage on my third song and I push the button on the pedal, it's going to work, Right. Well, thanks for listening. As always, we really appreciate you guys listening to this silly podcast and, and check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, and uh, we just have a blast doing this. And uh, you got anything to say, Chris? No, just thank you for listening. And um, don't let that get away. Yeah. Keep your gear, man. Keep your You'll gear. regret it if you get rid of it. All right. And help Rick find his flying V. Please. He needs All to right. come home. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.